And finally, science, please bless Grampus and Grammas and the pod chamber and cool Detore and not Bolnaz. Amen! Pod chamber, it's time for bed! Oh, come on, just one more episode. No, pod chamber, you've watched enough Get Smart for one night. I fancy that Agent 99 I do. Good night, pod chamber. Good night, Detore. Sleep mode activated. I'll just blow out my lanthorn and swaddle myself into a snuggle time posture. <sighs> now, where'd I leave that blanket of babies? Hey, hey what's that runkus? I'm thirsty. Huh? I'm thirsty for blood. Blah, 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 blah. Who's that? Who's that? Reveal yourself. And the Hino Goblin. Happy Mephibliac. Half Goblin. That doesn't exist. <gasps> Why do you doubt no senses? Because I'm a scientist. And also a little thing affects them. A slight disorder of the stomach makes them cheats. You may be an undigested bit of beast, a blot of mustache, a scrub of cheese, a fragment of an underdone potato. Yes, there's more gravy than... My blood! My blood! Get it off me! Get it off me! Get it off me! Welcome, listeners, to episode 23 of Blast Roll Podcast! Joining us in the pod chamber today is Chicago's own maven of the macabre, Ellie Maitland! Ellie, welcome aboard! Thank you very much. Uh, Dottore, there's some sort of creature attached to you. Oh, her? Yes. That's just a hemoglobin. She's been drinking my blood since late last night. No biggie. That seems unhealthy. You seems unhealthy. You just said you weren't going to talk about that. Well, too late now. The whole internet knows. Oh, God. Should we try to remove her? No, you fool! Monsters of this nature feed on the attention of others. I feed on blood. Shut up, you! If we ignore her, Ellie, eventually she'll get bored and fall apart. All right, it's your funeral. Is my funeral already? I haven't a thing to wear. It's a figure of speech. I have a figure of Han Solo. Do you now? Ellie! Ah! Thank you for being on the show, Ellie. Thanks for having me. Ellie! Who do you think you are and what do you think you do? Well, uh, I was called on here today to speak about being a uh, representative of Wild Claw Theater. What is a Wild Claw Theater? That's a good question. Thank you, Dator. That's not my name. I had it changed when I came over from Yellis Island. That's true. I remember they took out the ah at the end to help you get jobs. They thought it sounded too Italian. Yes, I remember that specifically. Were you there? Well, you were what you eat, and for a while there, you looked like a huge piece of manicotti. Did you say you were what you eat? Yes. And you are what what you eat. Well, you went on a diet, and I must say, you're looking great. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. I really rounded off some of the sharp angles. I know. It's a very feng shui of you. Well, thank you very much, and good zuntite. Ellie! 
Yes. You are a representative of Wild Call Theater? Uh, close enough to Torre, yes. We're a theater comedy that specializes in bringing horror to the stage. Horror. Yes. Not other things. Those can still get you arrested. What? <laughs> what, what could get you arrested that you could bring to the stage? Like drugs? I'll tell you when you're older. I, I'm not going to get much older, Ellie. I think I've really plateaued. Yes. So, okay, you are here representing a theater. Why have I heard that before? Where have you heard that before? What does it mean? Well, um, I understand that the special subject today is blood. Yes, Ellie, stop putting the cart before the horse. Oh God, spoilers! I'm sorry. We're still talking about you. Oh. What? What are you? You see, enough about me. Oh, okay. Oh. We can talk about me. Okay, Ellie. Now I know. Uh, <laughs> podcasts are a relatively new technology. The the listeners have no idea who you are. You're not a famous celebrity like me, Tutore Bolordo, man that, of science. That's true. I guess that's probably why I'm a little nervous. You're a little nervous. I'm a little nervous. Would you care for some nerve pills? I think probably a big nervous would make would be the result in that instance. The big nervous. The big nervous. Yeah. Yes. That's one of my favorite uh, stories about Raymond Ch- Chandler. Who's Raymond Chandler? I'll tell you when you're older. Why is that? <laughs> is that just a way to say you're not going to tell me? Apparently. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> you're obviously too clever to be understood, Ellie. I'm sorry. You're going to shoot me in the face, aren't you? Uh, well, if I, I don't know. My aim's not that good. Okay. So you are here representing a theater company. Yes. Are you an actor? Uh, I'm an actor, writer, occasional producer with the theater company Wild Claw. Okay. Yeah. Now we're narrowing it down. So you act for them? I do. And do uh, you write for them? Uh, yes, I do. And you produce occasions for them? I do. All right. Most recently for Valentine's Day, we produced a show, uh, focused on medical, medically themed horror called Open Heart Surgery. What is the example of a medical horror? Well, a lot of people are uncomfortable with the medical industry in the first place. People don't go to the doctor when they feel okay. So no one really has a good experience there, probably including the doctors, because they're not used to having someone come into their office and say, so, how are we feeling today? Great! Because the next logical question would be, then why are you here? Go out and play in the sunshine, frolic, enjoy your babies, that sort of thing. (laughs) So they come in. So they come in. And they're like, I'm not feeling good. Yeah, they feel crappy already. And sometimes the doctor has good news for them because they can fix what's making them feel badly. Other times, they're just going to get the news that they're going to feel a lot worse, possibly sooner than they had anticipated. And there are also lots of ways that the medical industry have problems. There are rampant medical malpractice cases. And let's face it, because... When all the sick people go to hospitals, that's where all the germs are, too. They stick around and they develop into uh, really hard to eradicate strains like uh, MRSA, which is the flesh-eating bacteria that you hear people refer to casually, at least in my circles, apparently. You know, every time I kiss a pretty girl, I pull away and I say, have MRSA. Oh, I see. Does that work? uh, Well, most of the pretty girls I kiss are sort of rotting away. (laughs) When's the last time you went on a date that didn't end with someone saying, she's been dead for 15 years. <laughs> this was going to be her prom night. <laughs> uh, it's been a while since I've gone on a date where that hasn't happened. Oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, do you need a couch to lie on? Should we be talking to you uh, with a, another doctor present? No, there must be no tutores before myself. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. So, okay, you were saying uh, medical horror. Mm-hmm. Bad doctors. Bad doctors. They're out there. Okay. Worst patients. Bad doctors, worst patients. Yeah. Hot treats, cool eats. Mm -hmm. Easiest way to lose patients is to have bad patients. 
Are you a Zen bastard? Are you met? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> are you a meditator? Is that a is that a cone mm. you just dropped on me? Yes, like the sound of one hymn it's crapping. The sound of silence. The cone of silence. The Depeche Mode I, song. I was actually hoping the that. The sound of be... silence. Is that Depeche Mode? Depeche Mode. Did they cover it? I thought it was originally Simon and Garfunkel. They'd enjoy the silence. Okay. I don't know about these Garfunkies. Let's table your uh, horror theater thing for a okay. minute. Okay. You're into science? Yes. Fiction and horror stories. Those things. Why is it so? Well, I've always been interested in science fiction because of the ways that it helps us to examine the world around us. We have to look through the lens of fiction in order to more effectively see where we actually are. It's kind of like when you're asking for advice from a friend and you say, see, there's this guy I know. You and your friend both know you're actually referring to yourself in this instance. Yeah, I am a guy that I know. Exactly. But if you were to actually say, I have this problem with XYZ, your friend might judge you a little more harshly or it might be harder to take things not personally. And then if you have this extra dimension of what if on top of it, then maybe it it just makes things go down a little bit more easily, a little bit more gently. And science fiction is so often about where we are going, what we can do, that it can be really exciting and uh, based on hope for what humanity has ahead of them, rather than looking at the past and being a little bit more disappointed about where we've been. I do feel like we need to look backwards in order to look forward, but forward is the more fun part. But there's a a lot of crossover between science fiction and horror as well, because while lots of science fiction is aspirational, there's also a lot that is uh, cautionary, saying, like, what'll happen if we get too far ahead of ourselves and put our own hubris ahead of our humanity? Like that one science fiction about, like, oh, I can make a giant ant. And they're like, you should make a giant ant. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm the Tory Bologna. I'll make whatever I goddamn want. Get out of my garage. And then I made all these ants, and then they attacked Bologna, Italy. And now I'm an American citizen. <laughs> that wasn't a... That, that was science a, fact. Yeah, I was afraid that might have been the case. I remember the Leaning Tower of Pisa was infested for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The ants, they started to make it lean back the other way with their ant weight. Yes. But then they got eaten off by the humongous anteater, and then the Leaning Tower fell back into the swamp. What happened to the anteater? Oh, it got too big for its own bridges. And yeah. where did it go after that it couldn't find pants? Hollywood. Really? Yeah, it got a real bad drug addiction after its reality show tanked. Oh, that's really sad. Is it? Uh, it's a cautionary tale, Ellie. It's sad enough. Sad enough for radio. Yes. But pH balanced. For a woman? For this guy I know. Okay. Okay, <clears throat> so you, okay, uh, it sounds to me like, Ellie, you have hope for the future of Zoomanity. I, I like to think so. I think that if we keep our eyes on what we should be doing for each other and can be doing for each other, instead of, you know, making giant ants, that we've got a good, I, I think we've got a lot of promise as far as what we can do for the world. We're getting a lot more savvy about what it is that we've done to it and what we could be doing for it instead. What should we be doing for each other? Recycling. And giving more money to medical research. And keeping the internet free. Free of what? Uh, Parasites. Parasites. Mm -hmm. Fungus. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. What happened to those uh, ether ants you were exploring with a while ago? The ether ants? Yes. Oh, these teenagers from the local high school got a hold of them and started huffing on them. Oh, dear. That's the last I saw of them. I understand there's a brisk underground ether ant trade going on in Chicago right now. 
How do you find out about this sort of thing? Uh, go to etherore.net, <laughs> uh, create yourself a user ID and a fun little avatar, mm. and they'll hook you up with a drug representative uh, in under 24 hours. Oh, uh, yes. That's very impressive. I understand that those are the people that have the headphones with the antenna on top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Any examples of good horse stories that we should be aware of, Ellie, as a uh, aficionado and uh, expert in the field? Well, um, one of my favorites has always been John Carpenter's The Thing, and I think that's a really good uh, movie for anyone who's having a hard time dealing with this awful winter we're going through as well, because it's a bunch of people on the South Pole at a research facility that are having a much worse time of things than we are. Right. It's a little cathartic in that way. To see them struggle. Yes. And be like, my life isn't so bad. Mm -hmm. Because you're sitting there watching a movie with some hot cocoa. Mm -hmm. Yes. So things could always be worse. Things could always be worse. Yes. Good lesson to learn. Recycle. Mm -hmm. Well, science fiction is about how things could always be better, and horror is about how things could always be worse. Interesting. That's a good way of looking at it, actually. Back to the theater. Okay. Blood is scary. Yes, it is. And you make theater scary. Yes. What's the bloody... (laughs) What's the bloodiest play you've ever undertaken? The bloodiest play I've ever undertaken? That's a good question. Thank you. Next question. Yes. Ellie... What's the bloodiest play you've ever undertaken? Well, as a theater company, Wild Claws had a couple of great shows involving blood. Um, They did a production of Carmilla a couple of years ago, adapted by artistic director Ali Renee Amadei from uh, Sheridan Le Fanu's short story, which is the basis, many people suspect, for Bram Stoker's Dracula, about two lesbianim vampires. Lesbianims? Yes. Is that what is that? Is that the vampires from Greece? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, but uh, they're close enough to Italy that the interest in marinara sauce kind of caught, caught on. So mm-hmm. they really like the red things over there. They like red things. They love the red sauce. They love the red sauce. Yeah. Speaking of that, that little monster thing still going to town on your neck there. Oh, boy. Yeah. How are you feeling there? I'm feeling fine. Okay. I am fine. I'm not irritable. I'm just asking because I'm worried about Sometimes you. if I don't have enough bud sugar, I get a little... I get a little punchy. Mm-hmm. So please don't punch me. I won't punch you. Okay. But I will punch at you. Have at thee! Oh, oh God! Hoo, 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 kung fu! Wow, you miss like a stormtrooper. Yeah. <laughs> Ellie. Yes. Sidebar. Mm-hmm. I saw something on the internet the other day. Did you? That proposed that stormtroopers' bad aim in the Star Wars movie. Spoilers, everybody. In Star Wars, the stormtroopers don't really shoot the good guys very well. They proposed that the stormtroopers' crappy marksmanship was ordered of them to keep the Rebuels alive. Ordered by whom? Grand Moss Tarkin. There's a scene in Star Wars Episode One: A New Hump, where he says to Darth Vader, Oh, I hope your homing beacon worked on the Millennium Falconoid because we is really risky, you dumb plan. So they put a tracking device on it. Mm-hmm. So some people speculate that... They were like, let the rebels escape, stormtroopers. Shoot their heels a little bit and get shot up a lot. But don't hurt them so we can let them escape and then find the rebel base. So that would explain one movie's worth of bad marksmanship. Uh-huh. But what about the remaining five? I don't know, man. Maybe it's that new TK-47. It just doesn't have the firing pin in the right place. Oh, Okay. I can see that. No, I really can't because I'm afraid I don't have the technological savvy to really understand or appreciate what you're talking about with the firearms. Do you know what Star Wars is? uh, I have had Star Wars. I had a bad case of it back in high school. I'm not talking about Star Wars, Ellie. 
This went dangerous real fast. <laughs> <laughs> this just got real. Don't worry, guys. You no, can't, wait, it's science fiction. You can't catch anything from Ellie's voice. We have filtered it <laughs> through a special screen. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> How many abortives are we going to have tonight? How many abortives? Haru. <laughs> you did Carmuda. Uh, the lesbian vampire. Wildclaw did a production of Carmuda. That's correct. And it was really bloody. It was uber bloody. One of the best shows we've done. Uh, our first show featured an arterial spurt oh. from one of our actors slashing his own throat. For the record, the witness is now touching her neck as though there is a knife protruding from it and moving it in a slashing motion. I'm sorry. I realize you can't do that right now with that horribly insensitive of me to what? draw attention to my neck like that. To your neck? Oh, because I've got this Necco wafer going on in the middle of me? You know, actually, I think it might be something in her saliva, but I'm starting to feel fine about it. Uh, okay, um, define fine. One makes you larger, the other <laughs> makes you small. Oh, dear. And the one that Nussle gives you... You having a bad trip right now, Tori? <clears throat> yeah. Are you going to send me a postcard? Uh, would you give me some orange slices? What would the orange slices do? No, help me get out of the trip zone. Oh, okay. I, I, I Haven't you ever been to Burning Man? Careful, man. Your plur is showing. Oh, my plur. I'm a very plursital entertainer. I know you are. Ellie! Yes. Oh, there was an arterial spurt, you say? Yes. How did you negotiate it with stage mechanics? Um, That's a good question. Was it a trick knife? Was it a trick hand? Was it a trick neck? Well, see, that's one of the things I can't really, I'm not at liberty to tell you the magic of theater because then it would be broken and then they would come after me and I would get broken. Oh. Yes. Oh. Mm -hmm. Those uh, stage magicians, they're kind of like bookies. Ellie, are you just hiding the fact that you don't know how they did the arterial spurt? Uh, You could just tell me when I'm older. I think I'm waving it out loud and proud. You're waving it out Stop waving your spurt around, I have embroidered it on a banner of, I don't have any idea how (laughs) they did this effect. Well, it sounds cool, and I'd like to try it on my own. Being a man of science, I can concoct experiments with how to make arterial spurts. Can you now? Uh Uh-huh. What would be your first idea of how to do such a thing? A sharp object into the neck! Oh, that doesn't really sound like an illusion so much as it does a... uh... A serious 911 call waiting to happen. Yeah. For science! Yes. Anyway, we'll get to that later. I mean, right now I have this strange little monster on my neck. (laughs) Yes, you. Mm. Other than your theatrical antics, uh, anything else about yourself you'd like to share with the entire world? (laughs) My 12 listeners. Okay. Hi, 12. Uh, Dirty Dozen. Um, Don't call them the Dirty Dozen. That oh, makes it sound weird. Hi, Delightfully Clean Dozen? Yeah, the okay. Squeaky Dozen. The squeaky They're my Blaster dozen. Apostles. Oh, oh my, the Blaster Apostles. Yes, I'm like a pontiff. Are they writing the good book in your name? I hope so, the good blog. Yes. Yeah, the words and wisdom of Dottore Bellordo. Mm-hmm. You do anything else for fun times? Um, other than the the talking at people when so inclined for fun and or profit, uh, I also... Do some uh, do some light crafting work. Light crafting. Yes, that makes it sound like I'm using a light bright, but yeah. it's actually not true. I I don't have any like little plastic illumined clown faces in my apartment that I'm hiding from the world. But I do a lot of cross stitch. I do some light sewing. Uh, cross stitch. Yes, it's making little X's all over a, a sheet of fabric, and it translates to. Um, 
pixels very well. So most of the cross-stitching I do is based on old Nintendo games. video game stills from the 1980s. Cool. Yeah, it's fun. You, you made my idiot roommate a uh, cross-stitch ornament. I did. I hope he enjoyed it, and it hung on his tree. Oh, I took it from him. Oh. He's not allowed to have fancy things, you see. I see. Did you sucker punch him before you did so, or did you just la- wait until his back was turned? No, I just disciplined him. Oh. Yeah. Is I, this something I should not ask about? I have these special choke knobs, which I attach to him when he's being uppity. Hmm. Knobs? Yeah, knobs. Okay. You know, like the thing on a door that you twist? Uh, yes. I have one that looks like a hand, <laughs> and it twists his neck. Oh, dear. Yeah. How, is he alive? Should I be calling 911? He's alive enough. Okay. He gets fed once a month, so... All right, I, I, I guess you know what you're doing. You yeah. are a doctor, after all. I am a doctor, after all. Mm-hmm. Oh, hi. Ohio! Yes. Ellie. Illinois, actually. Ellie. Eloise? That too. Elephant. Sometimes. Ella Fitzgerald. My favorite. Elevator. Goes up. Ella Mocenary? Goes around and around and around. Fair enough. Ellie! Yes! <clears throat> what is today's episode about? Today's episode is about you, me, a uh, glass of wine. Um... Ellie, that's not what today's episode is about. I thought you always said correct! <laughs> that's not... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Ellie, we have not begun the lightning round review. Stop embarrassing me in front of the internet! No, he didn't tell me that part. Ellie, what is today's internet about? Today's internet is all about the kids with their crazy trucking and their Buffy the Vampire Slayers. And their twerks. And and their their twerks. Harlem Shakes. And their Nyan Cats. Mm, Ellie? Harlem Shakes. (laughs) I I heard that the Shamrosh Shake is out again. I would imagine so. I I guess that uh, the time has gotten away from us, but yes, we are... At now, at this point, less than a month away from Shamrocky Day, oh. also known as St. Patrick's Day, yeah, and the removal of the Snakes Day. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't understand why they're throwing a party when the exterminators trying to come and take care of things for them. But they didn't have yeah. exterminators back then. Well, isn't that what got rid of the snakes? Exterminators? Yes. No. Well, what got what got rid of the snakes? Twas the mighty legend of Gord. Of Gord. Of Gord. Oh, is G dash R D. Isn't that the thing that uh, Shatner has to fight on that one planet where he makes a diamond cannon? Okay, yes. Okay. Anyway, Ellie, yeah. what's yeah. today's episode about? Today's episode is about blood. Blood. Yes. But of course, Ellie, as you know, any guest of Blaster Podcast cannot simply uh, spout forth information about the scientific topic without being appropriately quizzed and shamed. And so, it is time for the Blaster Podcast episode 23, all about blood lightning round review. Woo! Brought to you by Pritos. We'll rip the arms off your hunger. It's time for the lightning round review. Okay. Are you prepared to answer questions? We'll find out. All right, here we go. Question number one. Mm -hmm. How many toilets of blood can the human body hold? Five toilets worth? Correct. Okay. Question number two. Yay! If the eyes are the windows to the soul, what is the blood? I would say the blood is the um, the hot tub. Correct. Yes. Question number three. Mm -hmm. After the pride parade, have you ever questioned your own vasculinity? No. When when was the last Pride Parade? Correct! Okay. Question number four. What gives blood its reddish flavor? Um, cinnamon. Correct! Question number five. If you prink me, do I not bleed? It depends on whether or not you have feelings and can be tickled. Correct. Final question. Blood pudding or polluting? I'd say polluting. Correct! Okay. Ellie, congratulations! You win! What did I win? You win a red donut! 
What is it made out of? Mm, blood. Albert. Yes? We're back. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. You did a very good job on the lightning round review. That's good to hear. Thank How you. is your red colored donut? Uh, it, it's, uh... You have to eat the donut. Oh, it's savory. Good. <laughs> Why is it savory? Why is it savory? Mm-hmm. Why is anything anything? Why is Texas savory? That's a good question. Why is Texarkana? Let's ask Red Hot Riding Hood. Where's Red, Red Hot Riding Hood? Yes. Who is she? Oh. Is that a thing? I'll tell you when you're older. Okay. Ellie! Yeah! What is blood? Baby, don't hurt me. Well, blood... What is blood? Sorry. <laughs> Blood is a body fluid that delivers oxygen and nutrients to the tissues of the body. It also helps fight infection, assists in clotting, and carries away metabolic waste products such as carbon dioxide, nitrogen, sulfates, and phosphates. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So blood is a, a bloody fluid. Yes. Oxygen. Mm-hmm. Infection. Uh, clotting. Yes. When you're lucky. And it pulls metabolic poops out of you. Basically, yes. Good. Mm-hmm. Good on you, blood. Yes, it's actually doing a lot of work for your body right now. That's good, because I don't like to do a lot of work. Oh. It's like the scrubbing baubles. Uh, scrubbing baubles. Oh, yes, the scrubbing baubles. Uh-huh. Ellie! Yes? What's blood made out of? Blood is made out of two main parts, cells and plasma. The cells include red blood cells, white blood cells, and platelets. Plasma is the yellowish fluid that supports the blood cells. It supports them, huh? Because mm-hmm. they're lazy. Uh, yes, they didn't go to a good college. They kind of, you know, did the backpacking around Europe thing for a little while. They got a liberal arts degree, man. What are they supposed to do? Ellie? Yes? What bloods do for you and your community? That's a good question, Tatori. Um, the different types of blood cells do different things. Red blood cells are the body's most abundant cells. They give blood its reddish color as well. And their main job is to carry oxygen from the lungs to the cells of the body. To do this, red blood cells contain a protein that carries oxygen called hemoglobin. Shh! Are you trying to wake her up? Uh, yeah, that's right. You still got that monster stuck to your neck. Uh, you should shake her off while she's sleeping. But she's so cute, though! Look at that little proboscis. <laughs> anyway, white blood cells are part of the immune system. They help our bodies fight off infection. There are several different types of white blood cells. Neutrophils are the most numerous, and they can actually kill bacteria through a process called phagocytosis. Phagocytosis? Yes! In this process, they envelop a bacteria and then release digestive enzymes to digest them. Oh, blimey. Bly you? I just met you. (laughs) Bly University. Oh, there you go. Another really cool type of white blood cell is called the T-lymphocyte, or T-cell. The job of the T-cell is to find and destroy cells of your body that have been hijacked by viruses. A special type of T-cell called the killer T-cell seeks out infected cells by checking the cell's wall for suspicious antigens. I had an antigen. Uh Uh-huh, shut up. An antigen is a substance to which the immune system can respond. And to a T-cell, an antigen is like an identification tag. It lets the T-cell know whether the cell it's investigating is safe or whether it's harboring a virus. What happens if it's harboring a virus? The killer T-cell perforates the cell wall and releases a toxin into the cell, killing everything inside. That's cold. It doesn't pity no fools. It kills its own buddies! Ellie! Well, it's just working an angle. It's playing the long game. What's the long game? Is that like human meat? No, that's long pork. Oh, that's what they used to call me in college. Yo, ho, ho. (laughs) But goodly lady. Yes. Whence comes this wondrous stuff of blood? Is it from dreams? Well, all blood is made in your bone marrow. Thank you. 
yes, you're doing a lot of work for us all, and we thank you for it. Yes. In children, most of their bones produce blood. This diminishes as we age, though. In adults, blood-producing bones are limited to the vertebrae, sternum, ribs, pelvis, and sections of the upper arm and leg. We must take the children's bones, Ellie. They are precious. Yes. Do all animals have blood? No. Jellyfish, for example, do not have blood. But how can they enjoy a fine meal without feeling emotions course through their blood? Well, they're diploblasts. Oh, of course. Mm -hmm. Any other fun facts about blood we should know? Well, my favorite fun facts about blood include that crabs and lobsters have blue blood, and leeches and earthworms have green blood. So when you think about it, Spock having green blood Uh wasn't that far a stretch. They're also invertebrates, such as starfish, that have yellow blood. Ooh. I know. One of my favorites. Dottori, how do you feel about spiders? I think they are uh, hideous beasts of the earth. Uh, One time my brain almost got swapped to the brain of a spider. Really? Yeah. And how did that go? It went poorly. It was called the widow spider. And the spider's beating me up in an alleyway. Mm -hmm. It's a thief. It's a member of a gang. Yeah. I dislike it. So... Why did it try to trade brains with you? I tried to trade brains with it, using my Fapple Droid, my, my special cellular telephone program. So you were actually trying to trade brains with it. For science. What stopped you? The upgrades of the Mamdroid programming were not up to snuff. And, oh, yes, of course. And it was I, that patch job you had to do later in the in that season. Uh-huh. Mm, uh-huh. So complicated. Yeah, it wasn't good. And, mm. you know, I had to upload some files, and then next thing you know, I swapped brains with the floor. And that was not healthy. No, I would imagine not. Yeah. So you never actually got any insight into what a spider's thinking? No. No? Except they want my wallet all the time. Oh, well, yeah. They I told mean, me that. That water spout ain't going to pay for itself. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. But did you know that when uh, a spider bends its legs, it does so only through the power of its own blood pressure? Anytime a spider bends its legs, it's uh, caused by fluid, mostly blood, of the <laughs> spider... Uh, contracting or constructing from other parts of the body. And so in order to straighten the leg again, it has to flood the inside of the leg, the exoskeleton, with fluids or blood. So basically the only way that a spider is able to ambulate is through this constant flushing and uh, contracting of blood. Oh, gross! I know! But also fascinating. It is also fascinating. We can learn a lot from spiders. But we choose not to. Well, Nelly, we sure learned a lot of... Ah, Dottori? I'm fine. I just got a little too heavy for my body. Let me just uh, lie here. Dottori, you look really pale. I think you need to get that vampire... Hemogoblin! That hemogoblin. Off you. But she's all the way over there. On your neck? So far. Okay, hold on. I'll try to reason with her. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Get off that fat man's spherical body right this minute. Make me. Don't test me, monster. Did you see that? She just doused me with blood. That's nice. Hey, can I borrow some blood? I seem to be running low. Okay, Hemogoblin, stop acting like a parasite, or I'll hose you down with holy water. Where would you even get that? (laughs) I am an ordained minister. I'm not a vampire! What does everyone think? I'm a vampire! You smell like a vampire. Because you drink blood! Lots of animals drink blood. That doesn't make them vampires. I'm 
a hemoglobin. Half hemophiliac, half goblin. Albert, are you thinking what I'm thinking? That they'll let anyone become ordained nowadays? Yes! Wait, no! Here, take this knife and slit the hemoglobin's throat. Her blood won't clot, and she'll have to run away to seek medical treatment. Ah, I'm not slitting her throat. Come on. That's murder. All right, I'll do it. Knife strike. Ouch. Knife strike. Ah, that's smart. Knife strike. Ah. Oh, just stop. Your arms are too stumpy to reach your neck. Nonsense! I am a consummate knifesman! Stop it! You're making your blood taste all... knifey! Dottori, she's right. You're not going to stab her. With those little arms of yours, it's hopeless. Fine, then. I guess I'll just roll over and die. Finally! No! Wait! No! No! You crushed her, sir. So I did. My boots are ruined. That's how I lost my childhood sweetheart. Oh, that's just wrong, Dottore. Wrong, Dottore? Where? I thought I garnished him to the Omega Zone. All right, I'm out of here. Bring back some blood. Oh, oh, and some margarine. Oh, Ellie. Yes. I can't thank you. So I won't. <laughs> I saved myself from that damn little hemogoblin. You were right to do it. I was right to do it. Yes. Oh, I guess sorry about your boots. Oh, well, I, I guess as far as casualties are concerned, there there are worse problems to have. Yeah. I'm just glad you're still alive. Thank you. I'm glad I'm still alive, too. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ellie, your boots, they used to be Uggs. Now they're Uggs. Yeah, I was going to say that they're now Fugs, <laughs> but you're, we're both right on that. Is it next time you come to the pod chamber, just mm-hmm. remember, wear blood-retardant clothing. I will be sure to get my galosh on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ellie, yes. it's been a lot. I mean, I've lost a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. And I was, I, I'm not going to lie to you, I was kind of fading in and out throughout the episode because of uh, head dizziness. I'm actually impressed that you're still standing well, and talking. Well, Thank you. In English, no less. In English, yeah. Yes. English is my first language. Really? Yeah. How many do you have? Like a bunch. Really? Yeah, I'm like a Swiss Army knife of language. Oh my. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Is Swiss one of them? Yeah, of course. Nice. Uh, do you know what time it is? I don't know what time it is. It's time for plugs! It's time for plugs! It's time for plugs! Not drugs, but plugs! Give me a hug! Don't... Maybe it might actually be more helpful for someone to lend you some sort of physical support right now. I have space issues. Oh, okay. I am a doctor. Yes, I know. Ellie. Yes. Do you have anything you'd like to plug to my uh, blaster puzzles? That's a good question, actually. Um, uh, thank you for asking. I am a new actor on Our Fair City with your roommate, no less. My idiot yeah, roommate. I know your idiot roommate, but he's doing the best that he can. I am a new. Not good actor- enough. I know. I'm a new actor on season five of Our Fair City, which is podcast every other Wednesday. We actually had a new episode drop today. I think it's episode three of the season. And so you can check those out at www.ourfaircity.com. And who are you playing on Our Fair City? I'm playing Cassie Wilkins. She's a new character this season who has been uh, hand-selected by the actuaries to become the city's first geonaut. She's going to be piloting a drill into the center of the Earth. Whoa. Yes. Like an astronaut, but in the ground. Exactly. Cool. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Anything else you'd like to plug? Well, in addition to my work on Our Fair City, I'll be joining a lot of the Our Fair City folk at the Chi-Fi Science Fiction Convention. The final week of March at the beautiful Palmer House Hilton, we'll be having a panel discussion on generation of audio drama, and I'll be participating as an actor and also as a Foley artist from Wildclaw Theater, where we also uh, practice audio drama semi-regularly. If you go to their website, which is chi-fi.org, you can find out more information about how to get tickets and planning your trip. Cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Alien. Yes. Is there anything else you'd like to plug? I'll be on a panel with Wildclaw Theater at C2E2 this year. That's going to be April 26th at McCormick Place, and we'll be discussing the intersection of horror and comedy. And just in case my uh, listeners haven't heard of C2E2, that's a... That is the Chicago Comics and Entertainment Expo. So it's like a convention. It is another convention, yes. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yes. You're going to be paneling it up! I know! Activate the panels. I know. Call me the Cask of Amontillado, because I'm getting paneled up. Is that all that you have to pulg? That's all I've got for right now, and Our- I'm lucky. I'm lucky for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to plug our first city because we just did that, but I will plug Blaster Podcast. I'm going to plug the fuck out of Blaster Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, because you're getting so much Blaster Podcast this year. As you know, we are rolling out microsodes, which will be dropped by the 15th, generally on the 15th of every month. Microsodes are little episodes. So listen for a March microsode coming out on the 15th. And we have future episodes of Blaster Podcast as well. Next episode is going to be all about friendship featuring friends of Blaster Podcast, Keith Hand and Andy North. Also, if you folks have questions for me, please send them in and they will be answered. You can find me on Twitter at AskDetore. You can find me on Facebook at Blaster Podcast or as Detore Bolordo. And you can comment on my website, www.blasterpodcast.com. If you haven't done so yet, Subscribe on iTunes or listen to me on Stitcher. There's a lot of ways to enjoy old Azore Malordo. Well, folks, thank you for listening to episode 23, All About Blood, with Cassie Wilka, I mean Ellie Maitland. Ellie, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for helping me dispose of the body of this weird little monster as well. We can never share this with anyone. No. No. Destroy the tape. The Blaster Podcast theme song was composed by Stephen Poon, www.timecrashband.com. <laughs>